Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Black and White Podcast. Woofoo, I'm choking out already here. Um, today we got a nice special little episode. Uh, something you don't know about Luke and I is we're actually part of a fantasy league. The league has been going on for about seven, eight years now. Luke is smiling here because he's about to talk about how great he is in this. So maybe I'll just give him the floor talk about we have the three-time champ right here as our uh, podcast mate here. So Luke, talk a little bit about the podcast before I get into it. Yeah, the uh, the league isn't isn't that strong, even though they claim it gets stronger every year. I've won three out of the last eight years, and I've finished in the top three five of the last eight years. So you know, it's uh, it's only competition for second place at this point. So we'll see how I do them because I said that I'm probably gonna get last place this year. <laughs> I hope you do. Um, yeah. So like I said, we've had this league for quite a while. Uh, we went from eight to 10 uh, to now we're actually going to about 12 teams. We have about eight in the playoffs. It's a category league. Um, so for you, we're going to have a special episode where we actually do a mock draft, a preliminary one, because we didn't have, we haven't done any research. I usually do a bit of research, but I've lost hope. The amount of times I've made it to the, to the first round and get knocked out. So it hurts me. So, but I'm still excited to talk about fantasy basketball. Our draft is in about a couple of weeks now, which is kind of, it's still, you know, it's still an exciting feeling to have a live draft, hang out with some people. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, uh, it's pretty standard, uh, pretty standard pickings. Um, um, like I said, categories. Um, I'm just really excited about what this NBA season will, uh, will transpire. I think there's some players uh, that we'll talk about, as I said before, with this draft or how we do the sort of mock draft as we do here. Uh, we'll talk. We won't get a chance to talk about every player that gets drafted. A lot of these players will be drafted by random people or computers. So we'll try and focus on our own teams for, for the most part. And if there's a player of an interest that we want to talk about, uh, maybe they're fantasy projections. Maybe they're a bad pick. Maybe they're a, a potential bust. Uh, we might just throw in. I'll sort of uh kind of um navigate the conversation like that as well um luke are you excited about this fantasy league are you defending champion here you're going to be able to i don't think you've ever defended your belt so that's the challenge now for you is can you do it back to back i think you've done it opposite years right i don't alternating years but i don't think you've done it i don't think you've ever been a back-to-back champion so no why yeah i got like third place in the second year i won it in the next year uh, I got, and there was a couple of years where I didn't do it very well. And then I got first. <laughs> and, uh, the previous year, I almost got last place until the last day. I mean, I got in second last. And then this past year, I got first. But yeah, I mean, it's true. I really haven't won it back to back. You know, I've been very successful throughout. And the, the one year of uh, almost having to do the, the punishment being last place. But uh, truth yeah. be told, that was my greatest feat. That was my greatest feat, you know, winning on the last day, literally the last day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a little yeah. worried. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. One of the other things we're going to do with this podcast is uh, actually have maybe a roundup for our weeks. I did it on YouTube last year, uh, but we'll probably do some power rankings just so our boys in our league get a chance to also, uh, you know, tune into our podcast uh, and check out, you know, where their ranks are. Maybe they'll disagree and be upset about being last like some people and, some people will think they're on the right edge and cocky being first, and uh, but it'll be it'll be good it'll be good fun and good banter. So I'm I'm, I'm a bit excited about having to uh, pull out these episodes. And if, for example, you're you know 
in fantasy as well. And do you want some tips and tricks from the three-time champion or for myself who often gets, you know, number one in the regular season? I mean, it's, it's no, it's no coincidence that, you know, we made a podcast together, uh, good basketball minds here as well. Um, maybe let's talk a little bit about uh, this year's uh, draft as well. I've seen some rankings already. I think almost Nikola Jokic, for example, is pretty much the number one pick here uh, that a lot of people have as well. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in detail. Um, names like Curry is up there. Durant, as usual. Giannis Antetokounmpo, finals MVP champion. Um, you have, what do you have? You have the, you, you're going to slate yourself as the fourth pick here. Who are you looking at at the fourth pick there? Oh, I don't even know. You know, I see that the, the two Brooklyn guys, Harden and Durant, are there at four and five. But, you know, uh, I don't I don't know if I necessarily like a guard at four or five. But, uh, you know, I'd be interested in Curry. Curry. Do you think Curry drops that far? No, he's six. Really he's, interesting. He's wearing six. I mean, I think I think one of the things you'll see is ADP, so average draft pick. So a lot of people will rank him probably six, but it'll be interesting to see where his ADP is and where actually people draft him. Because yeah, I think Giannis is often drafted higher than his default rankings. I think Curry's probably going to go top three if I were to take a guess. Yeah. Um, but who knows? You're right. I mean, if you just look at the defaults, then yeah, it makes sense. Curry being six, him being able to follow you. I think, I think it'd be interesting to see what happens with Dantage. Yeah, I think people love Doncic a lot. I think that's more of a personal pick for a lot of people. We'll talk again. We'll talk about these guys as well. Um, the other thing um, I'm forgetting. Sometimes things slip out of my mind. Um, your type, your type of team. Like when you draft, what are you looking at? Are you punting? Just generally speaking, when you your general strategy when you're drafting, are you just picking the best player available? Are you do you have already like a mindset in mind or a strategy in mind? As you're drafting, what do you when you when you draft? Just generally speaking, what do you what are you looking for? Well, if, I, if I give everything away, then I'll, I'll have to compete for my first place trophies. But uh, I like to target uh, steals and blocks because those are often the smaller stats. Uh, so you know, like sometimes in a week you might get 25 blocks, whereas points you're, you're going to get 600, 700, 800 points. So if I can get players like the last. The last uh, two years, I drafted like big, big guard, big, big, something like that, like something to that effect where, you know, I'm going for those blocks and steals because if I can win those easily, then other stats like points come arbitrarily because a lot of those players that are getting those blocks and steals often are scoring as well, getting rebounds. Uh, so if I lock in those two two categories, then I have a better chance of winning what is it, three or four of the next six? Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, you know, I'm not too worried about percentages, but if you're going for blocks, you're obviously going to get um, better shooters just because they're shooting closer to the hoop. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to go for threes, and your chances are you're going to have high turnovers and a lower field goal percentage. Yeah. So, you're, you're trying to figure out synergistic categories, categories that kind of go together. Yeah. No, that's that's totally fair. Uh, just heads up for the people. We have about three minutes until uh, our mock draft will begin. About three, four minutes. Um, yeah, I say I, I do think uh, when you look at there's 
you know, a thing called position scarcity. And then there's also category scarcity. I'd say, I'd say blocks and steals are the ones where, you know, when you're targeting players, just in general, when you're drafting it, you don't want to just look for what we call the popcorn stats kind of guy. That's just going to get you points and rebounds and assists. Those stats are important, not nonetheless, but if you can find, for example, a particular person that can steal the ball while still providing those particular stats, and those are the guys you typically go for in a draft. You don't want to look for often guys, oftentimes the guys that were really popular that were popcorn guys, for example, would be Blake, Blake Griffin, blah, 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 Blake Griffin, right? He was a guy uh, I, I would probably deem as a guy that's not very good for blocks, very good at defense, uh, but got you those, you know, those big points, rebounds and assists. But if you can get multiple guys that can do that on top of, Right. As you talk about those steals and those blocks, those are the guys you typically want to go for. Um, other thing is uh, that we did that was kind of fun in the past was we did a keeper league and we're still doing it. Uh, not the keeper league per se, but we still try to look for hidden gems here. I think last year we had a, a few hidden gems. I don't know off the top of your mind if you remember any. Uh, I remember, for example, Phil had Keldon Johnson uh, for the Spurs. I thought he was a big uh, he was big Tyrese Halliburton, I think a rookie from last year. Uh, who's may, may very likely make big gains this year as well, um, uh, do pretty well. Were there, did you, I don't know if you remember your team. Do you remember any particular gems or hidden gems that you had that went under the radar? Uh, I think the biggest one for me was probably Robert Williams, the third, the time, time lord. And just because of that premise of he'll get you a lot of blocks, he'll get you some steals. You know, he, I think he's averaging like 10 points a game when I had him. Uh, but he was really going to get those those blocks and steals for me. Um, I know that uh, uh, you know I'm going to break my secret here. Is when I when I make three trades in a season, I've won every time. And if, if I've made less than three trades in a season, I lose. Uh, I don't get first at least. And um, and so oftentimes it's a uh, you know when you make your team, you sort of see you you have this idea in mind that's going to happen this way. And then it doesn't, and then you, you sort of adjust, and that ability to adjust and and get people to sort of buy into what you're trying to do, while also while also helping them. Like you can't can't scam people per se in trade, but you know when I make trades with people, I try and be as fair as possible. But also, I know what I want, and I know what I want to give. And right. I'll, I'll make it in such a way that it's you know, I didn't scam anybody, mm-hmm. but I definitely uh, you know want to make sure I win in the sense that my team is better. You know, maybe they win too. Like, I think I made a trade last year where I traded away Anthony Edwards um, and uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich or uh, I don't remember who I got back. Whoever I got back was actually, like, really good for me. Obviously, Anthony Edwards had a great season after that, after I traded him, but Mm -hmm. the guy I got back, oh, I got DeAndre Ayton. That's who it was. Right. so for me, DeAndre Aiden got me the blocks I really needed, and Anthony Edwards got rid of the bad field goal percentage I didn't want, right? And so, you know, points, assists, rebounds, you know, maybe Anthony Edwards is better in that regard, but DeAndre Aiden gave me the, the stats that I needed that ended up beating that guy in the playoffs. Pivotal. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's that type of thing where, you know, maybe neither of us lose the trade, but I definitely won because it helped what I was going for. Yeah, right. You got the dub dub. So again, just a heads up, guys. We got about two minutes in this draft. We're getting a chance to see the list, which is kind of exciting here. So um, again, looking at ADP here, 
right? We talk about Jokic being number one. We have Giannis. Uh, Doncic is up there, James Harden. So you're right, Steph Curry. Again, looking at ADP, Steph Curry is typically going about 4.1, which is just around your draft pick there. Um, Kevin Durant, Harden right there too uh, as partners. You got Damian Lillard, um, number seven. Number eight, Joel Embiid. Carl Anthony Towns and Jason Tatum. So it's sort of interesting to see uh, a bit of a change uh, in the draft. Not too significant, but you can start to see sort of the shakeup, right? There's people are alternating. Luka Doncic, I remember I, I was I able I was able to manage to get him. I think two years ago, I was able to get him in the second round. Now he's the third pick overall. It was pretty mm-hmm. impressive stuff. Um, is there anybody in the this top 10 that you're sort of uh, – keeping our eye on there. Uh, well, I'm surprised that Durant is lower than, than some of those guys, but, you know, I wouldn't mind taking Durant. I don't know. He's out. So I don't, I don't know if he's like injured. Uh, it's just a maintenance day thing, but yeah, I mean, the, I think the, the person that scares me the most, obviously not in the top 10, but like Kyrie Irving, uh, just because of his vaccination status and uh, and the, the New York laws, you know, he wouldn't be able to play half the games. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, I think COVID plays a bigger role, even more so this year because of the fact of vaccine, vaccination status of players. Because last year, you know, if you got COVID, you sat out, you know, that's sort of like an injury. It happens. Right. Whereas this year, it's a, it's a blatant thing where, you know, Wiggins, Irving, those are the two guys that I can think of they're not vaccinated um, and their respective states require vaccination uh, to play or to be in the arena. So then they would miss out on at least half their games, if not more, depending on what different states rules are. Right. Right. And, you know, because if Irving is out, then that means that Durant and Harden get better stats. Yeah, no, totally fair enough. So, as we start the draft, uh, I get to choose my pick, and I think uh, I'm going to go with the big Serb. I'm going to go with Nikola Jokic. I think uh, <clears throat> I think he gets his fair justice as being the number one guy. I think he does sort of almost everything. He's able to do everything without hurting you anywhere in particular. Uh, maybe sure. he doesn't get you a lot of blocks. Uh, steals is okay. Someone, Someone wants- <laughs> on the board. <laughs> yeah, so, and that, that's what happens on the fantasy Yahoo <laughs> League sometimes. People just go crazy, uh, so... Number two, Towns, and then number three, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, this is Luke's me up, fourth please. pick here. Luke's yeah. already screwed over, apparently. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't, I so many know. options. Yeah, oh, fuck it. That's a great we're going with uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah, so that's a good pick. I think uh, injuries aside, I think Kevin Durant is still uh, if number two, if not actually the best player in the world. I think he's shown that on multiple occasions. It's just a matter of uh, where do they monitor him? I think Brooklyn has a few back-to-back games. Mm-hmm. Um, so do they still do the monitor back-to-back? Do they not? You know, there's a lot of questions kind of surrounding this Brooklyn Nets team. Um, they were able to do it pretty impressively without Harden and Kyrie Irving when they get uh, they got injured in the playoffs. So do they just try to, you know, play out the pl- regular season, just make sure that they get enough wins and they're good to go and then, they just limit Kevin Durant in the regular season. I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. So uh, other guys I got picked, Steph Curry, fifth. You got Doncic at six. You got Dame Lillard at seven. So the rest of it, it's pretty going standard. I think the one shock pick were there was Carl Anthony Towns. I think there's a lot of guys 
we'd probably pick before Carl Anthony Towns there, but um, if you, I mean, Jim's second, so he couldn't probably couldn't get him when he comes back around the turn. Clearly, he wanted him now. Um, we got James Harden at eighth, which is a bit shocking. I think I think that one is a bit shocking. I think he needs to go a little bit higher than a few of those guys. Um, but maybe some people are worried about his injury history. Uh, again, his ADP is I don't know if they can if I can see it. Let's see, show drafted. His ADP is. Harden, Harden, Harden is 5.9. So he got drafted about eighth, which is a bit low. Got Jason, Jason Tatum, who was my guy, my second round pick. Glad I picked him up. He's uh, now a bona fide first rounder, apparently. So that's pretty interesting there. Um, on the turn. So um, on the turn, comes back to you at what? Pick number 21. Do you see anybody? You're kind of scrolling down there a bit. Are you, are you seeing anybody that you want in that sort of range? Pairing up with, uh, in this case, Kevin Durant, kind of smiling there. I'm trying to even find, because I can see it on yours where the line is, but I can't see it on mine. But let's see. So for, if you were just to go by the default rankings, it should show you pick two, pick three, kind of where those guys would be typically projected at. Oftentimes, I'll just click ADP because I'm more interested in the ADP. See where people, oftentimes in general, people pick them up. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think part of the problem is, too, when you draft uh, certain positions early, you often don't necessarily think about what's, what kind of uh, players are available uh, later on. Like, now that I'm looking at it, there's a decent amount of guards and a few bigs that are available for my second and third picks. But, you know, it's uh, it'd be interesting. I think uh, well, Melville Ball would be an interesting one. Not not saying I would take him for my second one, but mm-hmm. I think I think uh, like I did say that he was going to be the best rookie in that class uh, by the end of it all. Uh, I think he may I didn't necessarily think that he was going to make those strides uh, so early, and so it'd be interesting to see if he could do an even bigger leap in yeah. his uh, second year. From yeah, I agree. I I agree completely. He'll be interesting. A guy that kind of shocked me in this rankings here is Nikola Vucevic. I'm a little bit worried about drafting a Chicago guy, maybe besides Zach Levine, uh, because that team is deep. Uh, as you know, they're pretty well distributed in terms of their starting line. So I don't know if he's thinking he's gonna get back to the Orlando days of Vucevic, but I think that pick is way way too high. Uh, you got LeBron James, who's, you know, steadily kind of declining here, as we know, um, in terms of fantasy goodies. Uh, you got Anthony Davis, Trey Young, 111 and 12. Bradley Beal went 15th. Paul George at 16. Jimmy Buckets at 17. And Michael Porter Jr. at 18. What is going on? I didn't realize he was that high. Let's see. What does he get? Yeah, he's, he's, his ADP is at 32. And he went 18th? That's... A bit too high. Got um, Westbrook at 19, Sabonis at 20, and Luke yeah. Luke making the decision here and who he wants to get. He ends up with Freddie Van Vliet. What do you what do you think about his projection in Toronto? Projections in Toronto. Where do you where do you see him? I think he's uh probably the star at this point, or at least you know one B if not one A. You know now with uh, Larry gone. You know, Pascal Siakam is probably the only other guy that could be considered a one or one option. Yeah. I mean, they're going to make strides as a team, but, you know, in fantasy, it's not about how good the team's going to be. It's how good that particular player is going to be. Right. 
I just think there's there's a lot of opportunity there for him to, you know, I think I think he did quite well this past year with Lowry there. But, you know, seeing those those days when Lowry wasn't playing, Ben Bleak was a different player, like a next level type thing. Right. So I think it would be interesting. So Bam Adebayo goes just before me. I was thinking about him. But uh, I'm going to go with a guard and a big, another big. So I'm going to go with, with my first pick, I'm going to go with Zach. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go with Zach Levine. <laughs> and then I'm going to pair him with, because I have the double picks, I'm going to pair him with Rudy Gobert. Oh, I like you. what he provides. I usually like what he provides. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Rudy Gobert on this one. I appreciate it. <laughs> I want DeAndre Ayton. So. You're looking for Ayton there? Yeah. Phoenix Suns guy? <laughs> just because I said that, the person just before you. You always know the guy before you always takes the guy you want, right? That's how it works. Generally how it works. So. What does uh, Aileen have here? He has Giannis and Zion, so he's probably going with some sort of free throw punt here. Guess, I'm guess uh, Donovan Mitchell, who gives you. So where do you think Ing takes another love, takes another step here from his playoff? I think, uh, I think so. Surge. I think, um, you know, a lot of it last year was uh, adjusting to things you know, with Chris Paul there and, and Booker Morak Paul and on ball. And, you know, I just feel like all those young players are going to take strides forward. And I think, um, that can only help him because he doesn't need the ball to be effective. Like he can get the rebounds, he can right. get the lobs. And, you know, that's really what he is, right? If, if, if it was more of a, like a Mikhail Bridges type player where he needs the ball to be a bit more effective on the offensive end, at least, mm-hmm. then I would be a little bit more worried about him. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Aiden. Oh, someone took Booker, so. So yeah, Booker right off the right off right after you. Man takes another Phoenix Sun. Booker. Be interesting to see where he how he does as well. Um I think a lot of it to me is contingent on Chris Paul. Yeah. I don't want him to revert back to the old Suns days where he has to take up the ball and everything. It's as long as Chris Paul is there, I think Devin Booker will look real nice. Shy Gilgis had a kind of a bad injury, kind of closing off the end of the year season there. Does he kind of get back to his highs? What do you think about Shy Gilgis? I think so. I think he, I mean, I had him this last year. And, it, you know, the fact that he was my fourth pick, probably, fifth pick, and he was injured for a lot of the back end of that year it was a bit tough. But when he did play, you know, it shows that he is the man in OKC. And I was, I was surprised hearing that OKC was willing to trade him for, uh, you know, the first pick, so like Kate Cunningham, I guess. But it'd be interesting to see um, if he can take a step forward again, because that team's still pretty young. Mm-hmm. So he's he's going to be the, the man in town, as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. As long as he's healthy and he's playing, um, yeah, he's definitely going to be. He doesn't seem like, is there any talks of him being traded? No, other than that. Kate Cunningham thing where they, they were trying to trade him for the first overall pick. <laughs> right. That didn't, yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> Odd discussion when you, when you're trying to get rid of your best player 
to, to draft someone who could potentially be a best player. Not to say that Kate Cunningham wouldn't won't be, but like you're banking on things to happen yeah. when you already see what shy is. It's a bit iffy sometimes for me, like mm-hmm. who a player is in university and who a player is in pro isn't always the same. And I think people can attest to that with like, you know, things like guys like Hashim Thabit. Oh yeah. Can't forget that guy. Big shot blocker in university and was absolutely nothing in the NBA. You know? Yeah. You just, yeah. You just can't really tell. Like, I mean, even guys like uh, Michael Carter Williams, great guy at, at uh, Syracuse, but can't hold down a job in the NBA. Spurts here and there, but, you know, it's a bit disappointing at times, I guess, for guys like that. Right, right. Well, uh, we're coming back close to your pick over here. We're at 42 picks here. A uh, few notable guys that were picked here. De'Aaron Fox, 35. 36, Rashawn Holmes. Drew Holiday, at 37. Jalen Brown at 38. Chris Wood, 39. Christian Wood at 39. 40th. Tobias Harris, and we have 41, Miles Turner. DeRozan just got picked. Again, another guy I'm probably – I'm just going to, for the most part, beside – if Zach Levine falls to me, maybe him, but other than that, I just don't see anybody in Chicago that will uh, get anywhere near their highs from the past, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I – yeah, I'm a little bit iffy on DeRozan there at 42. We got B.I., Brandon Ingram. I like him. I like Brandon Ingram. And I think uh, think maybe he takes another step. He was an all-star last year. I wonder if he takes another step there. John Collins at 44. A lot of talk about him in Atlanta, him leaving Atlanta and departing Atlanta actually last year. But it looked like, I mean, they did really well in the playoffs there. Um, Tyrese Halliburton. So he goes for the he goes for a second-year man. Tyrese Halliburton. What's the thought, what's the thought process there? Uh, it sounded like they were really eager to trade away Buddy Heald. Um, and to me, it just sounds like a perfect spot for him to sort of slide into. You know, he's going to be your second guy, third guy. And, and he did quit well this past year. And so I can only see him going up. I can't get worse, I, I think. You know, my only concern is that I'm banking on, on uh, improvement which isn't always the case with a second year. Like they call it sophomore slump for a reason. And so that's my only iffy thing about it. But, you know, the guys that were there didn't really provide much intrigue mm-hmm. other than him. So, All right. Well, it's my double picks again, and I already know who I'm going to go get. I told myself that these two guys were going to be there. I'm going to keep them. So I'm going to go with OG and Clint Capella. Interesting. OG and Capella. So now that I have Jokic, Gobert, and Capella, uh, GG on rebounds. I don't have to worry about rebounds for a long time. My blocks are pretty much shored up. Uh, right now, I'd be first in steals, although that's kind of tight. But OG, OG is very good defensively at that. So I don't really have to worry about those particular stats. I can start thinking about, okay, what particular stats am I in the middle of the packish, or kind of in the top tier where I can just strengthen now? Uh, so I'm not very good at three-pointers, for example. You know, assists, I'm close to the bottom, so it doesn't make sense for me, for example, uh, to have to just look for assists when most of the top-tier guys are usually gone by the you know first three or four rounds. It doesn't make sense for me to get any particular assists there. 
Um, so I'm going to be looking for either shoring up those particular stats that I have already strengthened up um, or looking for if I'm kind of in the middle pack to high pack, I'm going to be looking for, you know, guys that will uh, provide me those particular stats. Uh, I do like punting. Oftentimes I do like to punt a little bit here and there. So if I did look at a strat or if I look at a particular category, I don't like, then bam, I'm it's gone. So Luke picks uh 52nd pick. He takes Dejounte Murray from the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, a, a guy that um, you've had, a, I think you've had a few times. You've had at least once, I think. I had him last so, year. You had him last year. So well, DeRozan gone. Does he take another step? Does Derek White take that step? Is it both of them? What's going on there? What's your thought on that? Well, I think I think Derek White's going to be a disappointment. I'm hoping. That's what I'm thinking. Um, well, look at that. I'm ranked number one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think Murray and Kelvin Johnson are the ones that take the leap forward. Uh, I don't know if Derek White does. Uh, and that's sort of why I would avoid him. And I would, I'd be willing to take the risk on uh, Murray. Because Murray has shown that he's taking those leaps. Like last year, he took a big leap. Mm-hmm. had some really good games and I think this year all he needs to do is add the consistency we know the big games are there it's just can he do them on a regular basis and not disappear for certain games because that was the big problem last year was you know he either had a monster game or he had a terrible game it wasn't really a lot in between no he really didn't yeah that's true so yeah it'll be interesting to see his projection I, I, I like him as a player I actually enjoy watching him he's a very shifty player very, very thin, very guy, very thin guy. So hopefully, you know, Spurs is kind of interesting now that, you know, Aldridge is not there. DeRozan is not there. Do they, I mean, who's their star man? Really nobody, right? Mm-hmm. Patty, Mill, Patty Mills. So, um, yeah, I'll be interesting to see where, where, uh, I mean, a, the, someone's got to step up on that team, right? Clearly they're not going to be making any playoffs anytime soon unless they look for a star. So, yeah, I'm excited. It'll be exciting about that project. Uh, a couple other guys that got picked uh, after uh, Luke's pick, 53rd, CJ McCollum, kind of one-dimensional. I usually, I usually a guy that I sort of avoid. Again, a guy that maybe will give you some point, will really give you a lot of points. Uh, will give you some assists here and there, but doesn't really do much other than that. So those are the particular guys I avoid. Valanchunas, 55. We got uh, that Draymond Green. So Draymond Green getting a full healthy season, got Curry back now and everything. We'll see uh, if he can get back to his uh, uh, original ways. We got, we talked about, speak of the devil, we talked about Anthony Edwards. So he'll be interesting in Minnesota this year. Uh, but they're a bit packed there again with uh, D'Angelo Russell and uh, Towns probably going to be healthy starting the season. Hopefully he doesn't get injured this time. Uh, Jeremy Grant, going to be an interesting one. I think Detroit, again, is still pretty crappy. I mean, besides um, besides their Cade, does Jeremy Grant, you know, take take a step off and allow Cade to develop as the star man, or does he does he sort of interfere with that? Does he eventually get traded? Maybe he's a trade piece. What do you think about that situation, in Detroit? Um, I think Detroit's situation is terrible. Uh, <laughs> you know, simply put, and I mean, I think I think Cunningham might be considered your fantasy bust, like. Busts in quotations, of course, um, because there's just nothing there. There's no no one really there to take any pressure off of him. So people, you know, are going to draft him higher than I think he should. Um, you know, I think 
Jeremy Grant, if I was Detroit, I would trade him. He has a ton of value right now. And you can get a lot of young pieces to fit with everybody else. That's sort of on the younger side. Mm-hmm. Killian Hayes, uh, Isaiah Stewart, Dick Bay, Kate Cunningham. Like, get some more pieces. You don't need to win right now. You're not going to win right now. Regardless of who you have. Mm-hmm. You can put LeBron James on there and you, you probably wouldn't win. Right? But, I mean, um, I think it would be interesting to see what happens. But, um, you know, if I was if I was Detroit, and I'm trying to speak while I'm drafting at the same time, but um, I would avoid, I would avoid as a Detroit guy unless you got him at a real steal of a price. Yeah, exactly. Like Cade, Cade went after that pretty much, and his ADP is about 57. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes there. Yeah, you got the big man Chris Boucher. So you don't you're not worried about him sharing minutes with uh, uh, Ken Bridge there. Uh, no. Ken Birch or whatever his name is. Well, yeah, Ken Birch. Uh, for me, I think Boucher, regardless of his minutes, he's super effective, I find. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't need many minutes to get all of his blocks. He doesn't need a lot of minutes to get his points. Uh, and his, his minutes can only go up. I don't think Ken Birch has a stranglehold on his, on his minutes. Mm-hmm. Dang, I'm panicking here already. See, this is where I just kind of lose ideas. So I'm probably going to go. Why not go with uh, Marcus Smart first? Um, he does offer some really good defensive stats again. Not the greatest scorer. So I might pair him up with someone I can shoot the ball a little bit more. I do like Sexton, but I'm worried about Cleveland's trajectory. Does he get traded? Does he not? I would rather have Garland on those two. I'd probably take Garland. You know what? I'm going to take Garland on this one. I was thinking D'Angelo Russell, but give me Darius Garland on this one. I agree. I think Dar- Garland, You, I mean, you can talk a little bit more about Garland, but I, I like his trajectory a little bit more than I do like Sexton. Why okay. Why would you say Garland initially? Well, I mean, I, I think I think Garland is the future. I think Sexton sort of plateaued a little bit. He doesn't, he doesn't bring the same excitement. You think about guys who are uh, – you know, those university players, like if they start to plateau, then I would get, start to get a little worried. Um, and I think Sexton's one of those guys that sort of begun to plateau, which is why I'm not going to select him either. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going who are you to gonna, who are you thinking about here? Buddy Heal. That I like that pick. I like Buddy Heal a lot. I like what he does in Sacramento. Uh, obviously, there was talk about him. Trey talked about him in LA, which I would have liked even better. Just the way LeBron plays, he would have played off him really well. But I like Sacramento's system. I watched them. I actually, one of the few teams I actually watched what I've been in the NBA with uh, Luke Walton. He likes to run and gun, and Hield was probably his his uh, his uh, his man for that. He was kind of the catalyst there. Um, I don't know what his averages were, but he just you know he's a great three point shooter. He gets to open spots. He's also a decent dribbler, so he can get to a spot. Um, or he can actually dribble to a spot, so he can he can do dribble pull-ups. So uh, good pick there. I'm taking a look at the standings right now. If I were to look at points right now, it looks like Luke is tied joint first with Hakeem Olajuwon. Uh, I'm right up there. Uh, when I look at the categories, though, um, the categories that I'm looking to win, uh, steals, blocks, pretty much up there. Let's take a look at Luke's. So Luke, you got you're pretty up there on almost every stat. 
<laughs> I wish I could compare you with all the rest, kind of. But it looks like your stats are pretty solid as well there at 30, 71 average points. So we're pretty close together, right? We're about one point off each other, uh, which is no surprise to us that we're really good at that. Uh, what stat? I'm just looking at what stat. Okay, so you're not necessarily first in any stat. No, I'm not. But you're I, like second, third in almost everything, eh? It looks yeah. like. That's that's sort of what I try and do. Besides is... the field, besides the choice ones that I assume you're pretty much at this point ignoring. Maybe you're not punting, but you're just kind of ignoring like field goals I, percentage. I always I always I always ignore the percentages and the turnovers because they're gonna come with uh, players playing more, regardless. And so you know. If I have a, if you have Steph Curry, you're going to get a ton of turnovers, but you're also going to get a ton of threes and a ton of points. Right. And so I'm going to take the good with the bad because I think the good is a lot better. And you know, and that's that's sort of what I often do in a lot of these drafts or a lot of these years that I played is find balance and find guys that can play multiple positions. Like all my guys or majority of my guys are like forward center guard forward type players so i can put mm -hmm. them in a lot of positions i don't have a lot of those guys that are just guards just centers just forwards um and i think i like that versatility because then it means you get more games played and that you know more games played obviously helps as well in the long run so right so uh we're nearing relatively the end here i think we're on 13 rounds so we were at about ninth we're about to head into the ninth round pretty soon Luca's another pick in the eighth round let's take a look at his team that he has so far here he's got Fred Van Liet uh Tyrese Halliburton DeJounte Murray Kevin Durant Boucher he's got Buddy Heald Aiton so this is a very three-point strong team and he's going to pair that with another Sacramento or uh, not a Sacramento San Antonio man he's going to get Keldon Johnson so the guy that we just discussed he went and swooped it in like a hawk so, um, good pick. I'd say good pick there. I'm a little bit excited about my double picks here, a little bit, but also at the same time, it's to it's a total mess down here. Like I don't want Drummond, don't want Schroeder. Thaddeus Young is a mess. This is where I would start to look or start to reach a little bit uh, for a particular guy I might be interested in. Like I like I kind of like what Wendell Carter Jr. is doing in Orlando. I do have quite a few bigs there. Um, but just because of time's sake, I don't really have really time to uh, waste here. So I'm going to go with that. Not a great pick, I'd say. I don't like, again, I don't like Miles uh, Evan Fournier. I think he's garbage. I think he's a bit overrated there. RJ Barrett, does he do anything in New York? Let's go with him. Uh, I can take a hit on this field goal percentage. He will get uh, some decent scoring, but someone that hits home for you brother rj barrett talk a little bit about him i drafted him just so you can talk to him talk about him <laughs> so please talk about him i would actually avoid him <laughs> yeah, yeah unless you can get him later uh just because there is evan fournier and there is kemba walker uh and not to say that they're going to be star stars of the game but they but are they'll gonna, take the ball out of his hands they'll take they'll take a hit from him um and vice versa like everyone's gonna work against each other really at that point um there's not really a lot of options anymore <laughs> yeah this is where you you have to start doing your research and looking for the diamonds <laughs> essentially 
I'm being rushed right now. <laughs> Where's where is he? Oh shoot, I can't find him. <laughs> you're gonna find him? Drummond, <laughs> yeah, you your love affair for Drummond, man. Now he's in Philly. Um, who needs a big? Does he it'll be interesting to see how he works with Joel Embiid. Joel likes to play up a little bit more, but he does like the low post. So how, how do you think that tandem works? Uh I think for me, I'm banking on uh on um the uh oh man. No, not even the point guard. For Philly? Yeah. Seth Curry? I don't know. Ben Simmons. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, he's. I think he's. Yeah, he's pretty much gone. So, well, I think if he's gone, I think uh, you know the fact that um, Drummond gets rebounds. Like, I think they have an, enough shooters, enough um, guys like Embiid, like can play on, on the outside a little bit. Um, I think he took a few too many outside shots last year, but you know, if you're going to put Drummond in there and you spend money on Drummond, you're going to expect him to play. Right. And he can get his rebounds and blocks in, in garbage ways. And so, you know, in fantasy, I'm not worried about the best team. I'm worried about can this guy get me those stats when I need them. And, you know, I think Drummond is as effective on a good team as a bad team. And he's just going to get the stats that he needs, his rebounds, his blocks, you know. Right. Which to me is, is a value in fantasy, at least. If I'm Philly as a team, I'm worried about Drummond. <laughs> just because I don't know how he fits well as a, as a team player, but I don't care. He's going to give me 15 rebounds probably. <laughs> yeah, he gets his for sure. He's your classic popcorn player who gets you your triple-double and on a team, maybe that's not the best. because No team concept there from him. But at the same time in fantasy, it's amazing because he's getting you those stats that you need. Yeah, that's all you care about. Exactly. Where did he actually? I'm kind of curious as to where he did end up going. Probably right. compare that with his ADP. So he ended up going 23rd, is my guess. Drafted 19th, which is a little bit too high. And his ADP is about 21. So 22. So you're close to about 23rd there. Um, yeah, that sounds about right, I guess, for Westbrook. We'll be interested to see his how he does there, how he works with the Lakers. Lakers. Clearly, he's going to start. He's not going to be one of those guys that wants to play off the bench. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just don't see how that works with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Well, their 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 problem is spacing. They're not yeah. going to have spacing. There's no spacing. <laughs> well, they can't they can't put Howard and uh, Westbrook on at the same time uh, in the playoffs. At least they would have to put Davis at the center. So you know, for fantasy purposes, you might be okay. You might survive. And um, but yeah, I would be I would be a bit worried. Who'd you take? Oh, you're a cunt. <laughs> you take my guy in my in my in my cue list. I hate you. Well, I'll take the other guy then. I'm gonna take Jalen Suggs here. Just that's for fun. Like, that's not a bad pick, though. I think I like, like him. him. I just like him personally. I like his game. Uh and it's one of those things you just take a risk on. Like, do you want to go for the boring, you know, guy like Dennis Schroeder who can't secure his own bag? Or you want to just go for someone a little bit new, right? So I'm going to go Suggs on this one. Feel for John Wall. I'm sorry, John Wall, but I'm not going to be picking you today. Uh, Houston has no intent of playing him, so he's going to be pretty much out of the wayside here. Some, I think that someone ended up picking um, 
Kawhi Leonard here. I'll go DeAndre Hunter. Uh-huh. I like his projection. Yeah, because Kawhi is not going to be playing this season. The whole season, right? Is it? Wait, towards ACL, I thought. Did well, someone, draft? yeah, well, someone picked it up anyways. So they probably don't know that. <laughs> drafted 103rd. So we went 103rd. Well, they say he's ahead of schedule, but, uh, you know, he, it's Kawhi. Ahead of schedule, it's still a long ways away. Yeah, Kawhi's a no no for me. Although, Jamal Murray, too. We should say draft those guys because it means I'll get a better player in the end. Yeah, guys, draft Kawhi Leonard. He's going to be amazing. Pick him in the first round. <laughs> First round, he's right there. He won't be touched, trust me. Yeah, so Jalen Suggs, DeAndre Hunter for me. Another guy that you stole off my cue just to piss me off, I guess, is uh, Jerry Trent Jr. <laughs> You're such a loser. I able to see your kid? I th- I've, yeah, you can see. My- I've shared my screen. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Damn. <laughs> you took both my guys off my cue. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't even notice I could see your cue. <laughs> Although maybe what that means to you is that you might win this year because you're thinking like me. Yeah, it's just a matter of who takes them first at this point. Like Tobias Harris last year. This guy, for the record, uh, podcast people, don't people don't steal other people's picks, but Luke does that very well. <laughs> he took Tobias Harris from me, so I panic-picked and got Kelly Oubre, who has not been picked yet, I don't think. Kelly Oubre has now, is now uh, 124th X-rank. <laughs> For a reason, because he's trash. Now he's on Charlotte. Or he's on Team Charlotte. Don't know what his projections are. Another guy that you like on that in that queue there is Joe Ingles. Oh uh, no! You got a love for the the Aussie sniper. Don't uh, don't abandon him now. Australian assassin. Come on, man. No sniper, because he's a That's shooter. My nickname is my shooter. He's an assassin. He's my assassin. So I gotta stick with it. But uh, I don't know. I, I just realized looking through my team. I have a lot of double picks from teams, and that makes you a little bit concerned. Um, two things, two Toronto guys. I don't think you should actually be. I mean, if it's like how many multiple teams? How many teams? I have three multiple teams: three Toronto guys, two Spurs. So that's so six. So six out of your probably potential thirteen will at least be from three teams. So. uh, I don't think you should be discouraged if you do see a guy that is on the same team. Um, no. It's when you start to get to three or four guys is where you're like, okay, that's a bit concerning because, yeah, of course, when they have, for example, an off, you know an off day or a bad game, um, yeah. that's going to hit you quite significantly within the week. So you do want to kind of stay away from that or try to make trades so that you can avoid having three or four guys on the same team. Two, I'd say two is great. Um, and there are some really good duos and pairings that you want to take. I remember, I think our league had Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, which is pretty much the majority of Portland's team points in the past. Yeah. Um, what other good duos? Do you have any duos off the top of your head that you thought, okay, this is a it's kind of well, fearful duo? Well, a lot of those, um, like big point guard duos, like I think that Chris Paul and, and Aiden could have been a good duo. Obviously, yeah. Booker and Paul were good. Um, because I mean, if you can find a duo that, that sort of works together, you get you get double the stats every time. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, looks like you went for oh wow, you went for Lou Dort <laughs> every year. You every did year. that to spite me. 
every year after grabbing. I ugh, gross. Uh, no Luke Dort for me. I'm looking at because you are already drafted. I'm going to be taking Seth Curry. Um, you okay, buddy? Yeah, I was just looking at a player. I didn't realize someone drafted him already. I was kind of sad. Yeah, I like Seth Curry here. Um, I think he'll do well with Philly, especially if Ben Simmons is not there. They need a guy like Seth Curry on that team that can stretch out the floor and shoot the three-pointer. So I'm going to take him. Um, and who should I take with my other pick? Last oh. pick, TJ Warren, not really interested. Montrose is garbage. I mean, at this point, you don't really lose a lot. So at this point, you really just want to go for uh, someone that might be. I wonder Patrick Williams. Huh? Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams? Yeah. I think yeah, he'll yeah. this year. Uh, too late for me there. I can't see him. So I'll take TJ McConnell. <laughs> Who? Oh, TJ McConnell. I think it says CJ McCollum. Uh, I was surprised that he was even available. Stuff. I got hacks, bro. I got hacks. So maybe we'll just do a quick analysis of our teams once this draft is done here. Talk about a few players that we like. Just kind of a round by round thing. Positions drafted. Some people I drafted three point cards apparently. In our league, just for the just for the heads up for those that don't understand, is uh, I don't do point guard, shooting guard, sort of eligibility. It's either guards, forwards, and centers. Um, so these sorts of things don't actually matter per se to me, but in your league, it might matter. Um, you're going for position scarcity. So you might go for a small forward, for example, when you need to. Um, but those things don't really apply to me too much. This man went for Montrose Harrell, who I didn't know went to Washington. So he's on Washington Wizards. So, uh, I mean, at that point, it's probably just going to be a bunch of garbage stats every game for Washington. So that might actually be a good pick. That's what I'm hoping uh, because <laughs> yeah, I mean they're not Washington's not looking to win here. Look at that. Uh it looks like we are joint tied here. In fact, I beat you <laughs> if we just went by the season points here. And that's kind of funny. And we'll see how the rest of the draft shakes out. But I'm currently two points in the lead of Luke here. So that's sort of a interesting how the standings sort of showed up here. Um, just waiting for these last couple picks to be picked here. Um, but we can take a look at our draft results or, or our team here as well. Um, Luke, take a look at your team. I'm going to take a look at mine if uh, it ever shows up. Well, I'm just well I can see it on the side as well. Uh, we're so, tied for second. Are we tied? What? We're tied for second. Oh, I, I went up. I'm not second. <laughs> I got robbed. I got robbed. I came Come on, Milos. Give me, give me a, give me a good pick. Give me a pick that would help me. Yeah, yours is frozen, man. Yeah, mine's laggy. What did it say? I'm gonna stop sharing here. I'll I'll see what happens. I'm uh, I'm still in second. I'm point five out of first. Yeah, mine uh, lagged out. I'm still I'm still second. Don't worry. <laughs> You're third. <laughs> dang it! Dang it! I was celebrating as if I won. Actually, just looking at this, someone someone drafted Kaminga. Yeah, I got a second. I, I lost by 0. 0.5. I lost to Hakeem. You're three and a half back. Yeah, my boy Hakeem. So, Shout out to Hakeem. Hakeem. Three Hakeem. points and a half behind. All right. Well, yeah, Luke beats me in the total points, but I feel good about my team. Um, I ended up going, I realized I ended up going for a lot of guards closer to the end of my draft here because uh, I went for a lot of bigs at the start. Um, 
Anybody in particular? Yeah. So RJ Barrett would probably be the guy uh, I would probably regret taking. I regret taking probably a guy I wouldn't take at that pick. I'd probably go somewhere else. Um, but other than that, I mean, I do like my top heavy picks. Maybe Zach Levine. Maybe a guy I don't necessarily pick. Maybe I'll look for someone else with some research. Um, what about you? Look at your team there. I think, as I said before, uh, a lot of my guys um, I picked because I'm banking on them progressing. Having big seasons are progressing. Like, like Halliburton, Murray, uh, you know, Kelvin Johnson, Tate, Trent Jr., Dort. You know, those are all guys that did well last year, but they're I'm projecting that they'll exceed what they did last year. Um and, you know, you're banking on, you know, Boucher getting good minutes. Durant's going to have a, a stellar year. Uh, you know, Van Vliet. Uh, I, I'd be interested with Harrell. I, you know, his his situation is a little awkward with, you know, I'm hoping that Gafford and then eventually Bryant will play the same position. They're competing against each other for that position. And then Harrell just sort of sits on his own as a forward. And, you know, that's my hope. And Drummond, I hope that he doesn't get affected by any of it. Uh, in Philly so you know it'd be interesting to see what happens this year like I mean if Heald gets traded I think Heald is successful on any team he's with so you know that's where sort of why I picked those guys uh, just because I, I find that in fantasy uh, they'll succeed regardless of their situation whether they're traded or not <laughs> yeah fair enough I mean very good points there uh, so it'll be fun. It'll be interesting to do our research. We do have our live draft coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm again, like I said, I'm pretty excited about that. Got a couple of interesting incoming games coming in, uh, not from basketball, not so much from soccer, but I did want to mention it because we do have a sports uh, podcast. We have a big game, Patriots versus the Buccaneers. And guess who's coming to town to the to the Foxborough or whatever they call it now, Gillette Stadium. Tom Brady is going back to New England for the very first time. Uh, I know you're not a big football head, but what do you think about uh, Tom Brady's legacy and, uh, you know, going back to the, to the team that he won all those rings at? What do you think about that? Uh, I think it's fitting. You know, I mean, uh, I would love for him to, to win. Well, to win, but to like, I think he's like, was he at like 85 yards away from being the leading? Yeah, he's breaking the, he's breaking his record. at. He will break it there. Yeah. I think that's the best thing is like he made the Patriots who they are and he breaks the record against the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I was convinced that it was like the system. It was a Patriot system, not to take away from what, how great Tom Brady was. I know how great he was, but I thought there's no way a system or like, you know, the Patriots is just going to like break just because of one quarterback, but you can see, you know, the Patriots struggling to get uh, to what, to what they were before. While Tom Brady goes to another team and makes them a Super Bowl championship team, beating one of the, you know, one, a great uh, Kansas City uh, Chiefs team and Mahomes there. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I'm excited to watch. I'm going to be watching it with my friend pretty closely. So I'm excited about that. I just wanted to mention that because, again, we do talk a lot about sports. So any final thoughts, words about, you know, fantasy draft or anything you want to get your mind off of? Uh, well, I think the biggest thing for me is uh, you say Tom Brady's greatest, but my Rams still beat him, so it's okay. <laughs> you <laughs> forgot you're a St. Louis fan. 
<laughs> All right, there. Then uh, we're going to leave off there for today. Thank you for listening in to again to the podcast. You can hear us again on Spotify. So enjoy the fantasy. Best of luck with your leagues as well. Luke, you got oh, something to say? It's Los Angeles Rams. Please get it right so people don't think I'm actually a fan of the Rams. He's a St. Louis guy, guys. He's a, he's lying. He's lying. He doesn't care about L.A. All right, I'm just kidding. Yes, L.A. Rams, blah, blah, blah. All right, then. Uh, goodbye. Peace. And we'll see you again on another episode. Bye-bye.